Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 192, The Reality Blindness of -of Out-of-Control Emotions. Years ago, I saw the title of a book. And that title was asking the questions, can you trust your emotions? If I remember correctly, the book was by Dr. James Dobson of Focus on the Family. If I'm not right, I apologize because that just came flying out as an impulse. Just like our emotions sometimes come flying out, do they not? But I remember reading that title of the book, and at the time I was pretty young. I think I might have been in like my early 20s, which seems younger and younger the older I get. And that question, can I trust my emotions? I was tempted to lean toward yes. And in the book, the author again, I think probably Dr. Dobson. I'll look it up while we're chatting here. But they proposed absolutely not because our emotions can go here, there, and everywhere. And we can be blinded to reality as a result. It is, Dr. Dobson. Sure as the world. Emotions, Can You Trust Them was the name of the book. And I just... I'm so thankful that someone challenged that idea in my mind. And now, the older I get the more personal examples, either from my own personal life or from watching and observing others, the more examples I have that this is truth. We cannot trust our emotions. In our story this week, We have the continuation, kind of the part two of three, of one of the most devastating personal stories in Scripture. This, if we were to put a rating on this week's podcast, it would be PG-13 for sure. But I'm not going to skip... 2 Samuel 13, because the content is challenging, because there are lessons we can glean from this, especially next week. Please tune in for next week. But there are lessons we can glean. Last week, we looked at the first five verses in 2 Samuel 13. We looked at characters, two of, we we got names of two of King David's sons. One is Amnon, who is our main character in this reality blindness of his out-of-control emotions. It's definitely Amnon. So we had Amnon, 
Absalom was mentioned, even though Absalom is just, just have an honorable mention in this initial part of the story. Now, he does come back at a latter time, but this is about Amnon. So David, again, had way too many wives. Of course, more than one would be way too many. And as a result, he had problems. He has problems in his relationships. He has problems in his kingdom. He has problems controlling his own lust. And we saw that in the story of his abuse of power with his neighbor's wife, that being Bathsheba. And the fact that Amnon would have known about that. And we see Amnon acting much like David in this. And there'll be some people who just will say, that's not what happened. It was Bathsheba and she, she was the temptress and all that. Please go back and read the scriptures and look at who held the power in that story. And so we've made it through that. We've seen David be confronted by the prophet Nathan. We've seen him be absolutely torn up and repent and seek the Lord's face. And then he also knows he's going to have consequences. God has said, as a result of what you have done, specifically in that, to Uriah, because he had Bathsheba's husband killed, you're going to have a mess in your own household. And some of that mess is going to spill out for all the world to see. So last week we did the first five verses of 2 Samuel 13. And if you are looking at this in the New Living Translation, 2 Samuel 13 is listed, the title, The Rape of Tamar which is exactly what this is about. In the ESV, it's listed as Amnon and Tamar. It's, it's a sordid story. It, it, it's bad. It's bad. But we need to talk about verses 1 through 5 as we then watch this story just roll out of control. And we talked last week about the type of friends we need to have around us and the fact that Amnon, instead of having a friend who would look him in the eye and say, dude, you have no idea what you're saying. You are totally fueled by lust. You need to get a grip, get out of town, do whatever you've got to do in order to shape up all of that. Instead, he's got a friend named Jonadab who gives him pointers on how to manipulate Tamar, who is his half-sister. Now, we do have to be reminded that in that culture, marrying your siblings or half-siblings, it did occur. Abram and Sarah, like it did occur. So that Culturally, for us, is like, ah! But for them, that was not that unusual. But the problem is, Amnon. 
Verse one, it says, now David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister, yeah, beautiful sister named Tamar and Amnon, her half brother, fell desperately in love with her. We're stopping right there. He didn't fall desperately in love with her, even though that's what the text says. We know that as we continue to walk through this, he, in his mind, probably believed it was love. But it was lust. It was objectification. Because we see the next verse, Amnon became so obsessed with Tamar that he became ill. She was a virgin and Amnon thought he could never have her. Does that sound like love to you? Surely doesn't to me. It sounds like an obsession based on lust. He got her, he got this beautiful virgin daughter of the king who happened to be his half-sister in his sights. His hormones went nuts. And instead of getting away and getting a grip, this just gets worse. Verse 3, but Amnon had a very crafty friend, his cousin Jonadab. He was the son of David's brother Shimei. One day Jonadab said to Amnon, what's the trouble? Why should the son of a king look so dejected morning after morning? So Amnon told him, I am in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Well, Jonadab said, I'll tell you what to do. Go back to bed and pretend you are ill. When your father comes to see you, ask him to let Tamar come and prepare some food for you. Tell him you'll feel better if she prepares it as you watch and feeds you with her own hands. As I said last week, I just want to strangle Jonadab. Jonadab had the opportunity to stand up to Amnon, help him get a reality check, and change the course of this family's history. Instead, he gives him freakazoid dating advice. Like, he he's... He's giving him advice of how to manipulate the situation so that he can get alone with Tamar. Now, we do not know if Jonadab truly understood that Amnon was going to rape Tamar. We do not know that. But Jonadab has a huge part in this. Whether he understood the final aim, he knew that Amnon was going down a road that he shouldn't even be near. And the fact that he was involved in the process made him culpable. Now we go on to 6 through 15, where we are this week. And it's it's just ugly. Like, there is just no other way around this. But as we're looking at this, I want you to think about this whole idea of the reality blindness. Because Amnon, believing that he is so in love with Tamar and he's just got to have her, he just loses 
his ever-loving mind. It says, well, Jonadab said, we saw that part, verse 6. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be sick. And when the king came to see him, Amnon asked him, please let my sister Tamar come and cook my favorite dishes I watch. Then I can eat it from her own hands. So David agreed and sent Tamar to Amnon's house to prepare some food for him. When Tamar arrived at Amnon's house, she went to the place where he was lying down so he could watch her mix some dough. Then she baked his favorite dish for him. But when she set the serving tray before him, he refused to eat. Everyone get out of here, Amnon told his servants. So they all left. Then he said to Tamar, now bring the food into my bedroom and feed it to me here. So Tamar took his favorite dish to him. But as she was feeding him, he grabbed her and demanded, come to bed with me, my darling sister. No, my brother, she cried, don't be foolish. Don't do this thing to me. Such wicked things aren't done in Israel. Where could I go in my shame? And you would be called one of the greatest fools in Israel. Please just speak to the king about it and he will let you marry me. But Amnon wouldn't listen to her. And since he was stronger than she was, he raped her. Verse 15. Then suddenly Amnon's love turned to hate and he hated her even more than he had loved her. Get out of here, he snarled at her. And we will pick up with the rest of the story next week. And again, please, please, please tune in for a lesson about Tamar because I have to believe that many of the people who are within the sound of my voice have experienced a violation such as Tamar and or They have someone close to them who has lived through such a nightmare. I am one of those who loves stories. I think that's one of the reasons that I just love teaching through the Old Testament because of the stories. And I like stories in which I can learn a lesson, something that I can either apply to my life that's going to help me make better decisions, or when I hear a story, I can learn from it and I can stay out of that trouble or stay away from those situations, or I can help guide others in that way. I really like to listen to stories about true crime. Not to celebrate the crime by any stretch of the imagination, but the reason I like to listen to those is because I learned so much about how to be careful and how to guide others in staying out of dangerous situations. And over the last few days, I have specifically listened to 
some episodes which have really prepared me quite well for this topic and this story of Amnon and Tamar. So earlier today, I was listening to a particular episode, and it was about a young man who was one of those who had this just big personality. He was one of those life of the party. Everybody wanted to be around him. But what they didn't realize was he had this dark, dark side. And girls would be attracted to him. They would sometimes put themselves in what could be a compromising position, thinking that he was trustworthy, and they would pay with huge consequences. There were other times where they didn't put themselves into any type of situation. Like they did nothing wrong, but he was such the perpetrator that he would manage to get them into situations such as Amnon with Tamar. Tamar did nothing wrong. Tamar is following the instructions of her father, King David, by going to take care of her half-brother. She thinks she's doing the right thing. It's one thing to be able to avoid places where you may have temptations or places where you're concerned there might be danger. But it's another thing when you're going about your life and you're doing what would be considered by a panel of experts to be the right thing. And yet evil comes to you even there. And that's what happened to Tamar. And when it comes to the story of Amnon, he is so much like the villains in so many of these episodes devoted to true crime. Because so many of those who have committed one or multiple crimes, they do it because of out-of-control emotions. It may be extreme rage towards the girlfriend that dumped them in high school and then now they perpetrate crimes against every female that reminds them of her. On and on and on the comparisons could go. Our emotions, I don't want to live in a world without emotions. Like, I, I don't in any way, shape, or form. I do not want to live in a solid gray life. But because we have emotions that can get out of control, we have got to have ways to monitor them. And if we can't trust ourselves, what do we do? 
Like, what are some of the pathways? Because Amnon here, Amnon does at least confide in somebody. He confides in his friend, who is his cousin, Jonadab. And if Jonadab had been the godly young man that I would have loved to see him be, he would have put a mirror, so to speak, up to Amnon's face and say, dude, you're tripping. Like, do not in any way, shape, or form act on this. You need to get help. But not all of us have a godly person to help us put a mirror in front of our face. It's one of the reasons that our weekly assignment feature is to prayerfully seek out a trusted advisor who can help you see reality when your perspective is clouded by emotions. If you ask the Lord to give you somebody to help you see when your emotions and reality do not travel on the same path, God may very well honor that request because it's going to help you as you move forward. But one other advantage that we have that Amnon did not have is we have God's holy word. And you'll say, well, how in the world is the Bible going to help me determine what is best when my emotions are pointing in one obvious direction. God's word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. God's word can illuminate can shed light through your spirit and can penetrate through your emotions so that you see clearly and make wise choices. You may not have a trusted advisor at this time, but pray for one. Pray that God will give you one. So that you never, ever, ever make a choice like Amnon did. And Amnon may, if we were to look back on this, he may he may say, I didn't have a choice. You know, I had to act on my emotions. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, 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 you didn't. You were struggling with reality blindness. And you let your emotions, which were wrong, 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 and fueled from the pits of hell, you let those not only destroy you, but destroy Tamar. As we will see in next week's story, we will see at least part of the responses to Tamar's plight. And even if you do not know the story, you probably have a guess of at least 
how some might respond to the sexual assault of Tamar because it happens in our world today. Are your emotions in check? Are you sure? I stopped for a moment. Just paused just then. Just to try to determine exactly how to pray for us. Because this is weighing heavy on me. We see the story of Amnon and we are very tempted to think, well, that's a situation that I would never be in. Like, never, never, never. But out-of-control emotions aren't always about lustful urges. It could be a lust for power. It could be anger. It could be bitterness that you hold in your spirit and you have no idea what poison you're pouring out on every person that you see. That still fits in this reality blindness where others know just how messed up you are, but you do not see it. First and foremost, go to the Lord in prayer. Ask for a trusted advisor that can help you see reality when you are just seeing clouds over your eyes. And go to God's word. Open up God's word. Learn God's word. Let God's word penetrate your heart. If you have to just start somewhere at random Start with the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a book devoted to wisdom. You've got different sections. The first about about 10 chapters. It's different than the rest of the book. I suggest reading the first 10 chapters. But when you get to 10 or 11, something about there, You're going to start seeing just nuggets of truth just dropped. Sometimes they'll be in comparison form. Sometimes they will be two things that are are the same. Some will be the exact opposite. But start somewhere. Start letting God's word or being intentional about pouring God's word into you. So that God's word can open up your spiritual eyes and ears to see how possibly emotional baggage, not even just current emotions, but your emotional baggage is causing you not to see situations as they truly are. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, please join us next week as we go through the very difficult lesson, but I'm I'm really hoping a healing lesson, a praying lesson. Dear Father, I 
the story of Amnon and Tamar is painful. It's painful to read. It's painful to read that Jonadab had a chance to stop this. And instead of trying to stop it, he gives Amnon tips on how to manipulate Tamar. Shame, shame, shame on him. May we never, ever, ever assist someone in plotting evil. But we have all experienced out-of-control emotions. Whether we have been so filled with lust that we have acted in a way that has hurt ourselves and others, or whether in our anger we have spoken words that we cannot take back, ended relationships, possibly ended careers, just because we allowed our emotions to run out of control. May we learn from Amnon and get wise counsel, but also affect ourselves today by diving into your word and allowing your word to illuminate our path, our choices, and the choice you have for us. And then, dear God, there's Tamar. We'll talk more about her next week. But my heart breaks for Tamar. Tamar, who was totally unsuspecting of the crime that was about to be perpetrated upon her. She had no idea. No idea that the gift that she was holding dear for who she hoped to be the love of her life was brutally taken by someone she should have been able to trust. Dear God, that happens every day in our current society. I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice who has dealt with that type of loss, that type of pain, Dear Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would intercede for them with groanings only he can utter about those deep needs that only he can know. Dear God, please intercede and intervene on their behalves in this very moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know this is just a tough part of scripture, but it's a part of scripture that God can use to wake our minds up to how allowing emotions to control our perspective can not only destroy our life, 
but the lives of others. So down below in the show notes, we have links to our other social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter, which I've gotten on. It's kind of like my prayer platform lately. Didn't ever see that coming, but it's worked itself out. Uh, we, I always have in the show notes the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. 988 is the number now that you can call or text to get help if in any way, shape, or form you are thinking about taking your own life. Please, oh, please, oh, please do not. And please reach out either to somebody trusted right there with you or contact the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Then in the bottom of the links, you have the link to the hidden episodes, which are kind of difficult to get to. Uh, You can get to them on my Podbean uh, site. And since I started out with the comment about Dr. Dobson's book, Emotions, Can You Trust Them? I'm going to put the link to the latest edition in the show notes as well. It can be obtained from, of course, Amazon. And so as we close out today, Please remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day.